If you're anything like me, you're not drinking nearly as much water as you should. As much as we want to be healthy, sometimes it's hard to pick up that water bottle full of boring, plain water over and over again. Thankfully, I discovered Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a delicious water additive that has five essential vitamins, three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks, and hydrates two times faster than water alone. I love Liquid IV when I'm traveling because as much as I don't want to use an airplane bathroom, it is so important to stay hydrated when you're flying. Trust me, you'll feel so much better if you do. The packaging is super convenient and you can easily bring your empty water bottle through security, fill it up in the terminal, and add your favorite flavor of Liquid IV. I'm obsessed with the new strawberry lemonade flavor right now, but honestly you can't go wrong with any of them. Liquid IV is made with premium ingredients and is also gluten, dairy, and soy free, which is really such an added bonus. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JUDGINGYOU with no spaces at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code JUDGINGYOU with no spaces at liquidiv.com. Hello, everybody. Hello, Shannon. It's Spooktober. Oh, okay. That was a little more sensual than Spooktober. Sorry, I was trying to be spooky, not sexy. I mean, sorry. Okay, no last dose. Elvira is both. True. Morticia is both. True. Yeah. There's a whole lineup, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But anyway. Anyway. I'm Shannon. I'm Alyssa. And you're listening to... Hashtag judging, judging you. you. This is just weird. It's all weird. It's very weird. We got some weird energy going on. Yeah. We just recorded something else yeah. right before this. A TikTok? Uh-huh. Why did we do that? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see so, if it ever gets posted. Yeah. But um, maybe stay tuned. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Be on the lookout. Turn on your notifications. Yeah. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram or yeah. something. I don't know how to get followers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like anybody who's following us is that's it. Right? Yeah. We have 108. <gasps> so follow us on TikTok, friends. Yeah. If you aren't already. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, today is our second episode in Spooktober time. Ooh. So very exciting. I just closed my notes, Smooth. which is not what I meant to do. Smooth. So uh, today is my episode. And I wanted to talk about a spooky location. Okay. (coughs) It was actually something that was asked for. Oh. Yes. By who? Last year. Oh. By my brother. So I think I'm pretty sure it was him. So today we're going to get into the long, creepy, paranormal, hauntedy history of the Sherman Family Ranch. Have you ever heard of the Sherman Family Ranch? Maybe. Some might know it by its other name. Skinwalker Ranch. <gasps> oh, I've heard a few <laughs> things about this. Oh my so, gosh. There's a lot. Ooh. There's a lot. And so I mean, I, it's, it's insane to me. Like, it's just like some of the stories I've heard, but like, I'm excited to hear more because, yeah, like, I found, yeah. I found a lot. I'm so, excited. hopefully, it makes sense and flows. I and, want you to never go there. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't. There's part of me that is like an investigation there would be so cool. Mm-hmm. But also, You'll die. No. I, just, I mean, you probably won't die. But, but like, that's, still, yeah, it's intense. Yeah, if it's real. Oh yeah. Well, because Zach is all you know. Like I've mentioned before, like Zach is very much just like, oh no, I don't know if I believe in that stuff, but don't fuck with it. You yeah. know, he's like, just don't. You know, <laughs> so and that was very much a place where he'd be like, no, yeah. no, like, yeah, I get that. If if lots of people <clears throat> are saying weird stuff happens there, like then. Yeah. 
Yeah. Even just, like, as I was reading this stuff, like, reading articles and watching YouTube videos and stuff about this and taking my notes yesterday, I was, like, creeping myself out in the middle of the day. (laughs) Like, full, bright, sunny. Like, I was home alone. Uh But I was just kind of like, like, every little sound, I was like, what? (laughs) So... I wonder if we should start putting, like, ever so slightly subtle spooky music in the I back of these I did that ones. last year. Mm-hmm. You did that last year? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I'm thinking we should do that. <laughs> we should totally do like, that. We should totally do that. Yeah. That's such a great idea, Liza. Oh, yes. my gosh. Yeah. Fantastic idea. Like, when we did, like, our sp- spooky stories that we went back and forth. <gasps> you did do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was only on the story part, not, yeah. like, with us talking. Uh-huh. So it would just kind of, like, fade in and be mm-hmm. creepy in the background. Ooh. So. You're so good. Thanks. And it's so good at everything, guys. <laughs> okay. Shall we get into it? Because we have a lot. Um, do you want to do a joke? I didn't find a joke. Or should we just go into it? Okay. We're all ready. We're the joke. Okay. So. Yes. The Sherman Family Ranch, which was uh, the Myers Ranch before that, Mm -hmm. but it is a 500-plus acre piece of land in the northern Utah area in the Uinta Basin, and it is on the border of a Ute tribe reservation. Mm -hmm. So, in 1994, the Sherman family uh, decided that they wanted to find a nice big area to raise their family and to raise their cattle. And they came upon this ranch in the Uinta Basin that was for sale, and they reached out to the owners who was the Myers family, and they had actually owned the property for 40 years. Oh, jeez. But the property had been um, unoccupied for the last seven years because they moved to Salt Lake and just kind of checked in every once in a while. So they were like, yeah, sure, here's our property. (laughs) Their one condition, they were like, yeah, we'll totally sell it to you, but don't dig on the land at all, ever. Okay. Yeah. So. (laughs) That's weird. Yep. A little foreboding, right? Yeah. So the Shermans go to their property and they're checking it all out. And it's definitely like in need of some repair. Mm -hmm. It's been, you know, not lived in for seven years. Yeah. But while they were exploring the property, the weird thing that they found was that the Myers had deadbolted not only the inside, but the outside of every exterior door of the house and barred all the windows. And there were these large like industrial size chains that were on rings embedded into the walls that were for their guard dogs. Oh my gosh. So that's a little okay. spooky just right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. They were kind of just like, okay, I guess that's just one of the quirks of right. having a new home. So, okay. If I was living on this land though, and like I was seeing all this shit, so help me, I'd be summoning demon dogs to be guarding my livestock because what else can fight off a fucking right like right a demon dog probably sell my soul to that dog yes i will just move or just just a little creepy timing (laughs) but yes so it didn't take long for them to realize that their dream home purchase was going to turn into more of a living nightmare Mm -hmm. situation as over the next year and a half they had a bunch of unexplained happenings Mm -hmm. on their property So fairly soon after moving in, the family claimed to have a run-in with an enormous wolf-like creature out in their field as they were getting groceries out of their truck. They claimed the creature was about three times larger than a regular wolf. Oh my gosh, they're already huge. Yeah, so it's like fucking dire wolf. Yeah. Yeah. The grandfather of the family is over six feet tall, and he claims that the wolf's head came up to his shoulder. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They saw the creature, and it started approaching them and, like, circling them very slowly. 
and they were kind of like on edge at first but then they realized that the wolf's behavior seemed very like Mm non-aggressive like he was just kind of chilling and watching them yeah Yeah. and he stopped about 50 yards away from them and just kind of stood there watching them for a minute and was like sniffing the air and it came a little bit closer and mr grandpa sherman decided to pet it no (laughs) yes he did so he started to get closer and this put the rest of the family at ease. And they also moved in closer. No, they did Why would you? Why would that put Why you would at you? ease? No. 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 Do you want to get your hand? Your arm? Everything? Snatched off? Like, that, that, that. Yeah. By a six-foot wolf? Yeah. No. 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 No, honey buns. Yeah. So they started doing that for Alyssa, some stupid reason. Alyssa's going to live at the end of these movies is all I'm saying. Like Because yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. No. 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 You no. would not catch me uh-uh, no. doing any of the things. I would hop in the trunk with the groceries, and I would be like, let me know when it's gone. Right. Like, let me run in the house yeah. and deadbolt all the doors from <laughs> the inside and the outside. <laughs> How do you get out of the house if they're deadbolted from the outside? How do you deadbolt them from the outside? I guess maybe if it's, like, the key kind. Oh, maybe. I forgot about those. Those exist. Yeah. But why are you deadbolting the inside? Like why? Like why are you deadbolting him so that you like? Oh, I know what you get mean. there. Okay. Oh, I know what you mean. Okay. Yep. Okay. I know what you mean. Ah! <laughs> so <I'm> spooked. <laughs> I'm telling you. We should. Should we turn off the lights? Ooh, yes. Let me okay. get it. And then our closet blanket for. Oh, it's so dark. I got spooked. Oh no. Spooked. Okay. I shouldn't have yelled. I'm sorry. Do you want a chupacabra? Thank you. Yes. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold my jersey devil. They are Maybe. so soft. They are so soft. <laughs> So as this is all happening, the Sherman father, Terry, Mm -hmm. remembered thinking, like, I wonder if this is somebody's pet that wandered onto my property. No. No. And he was worried because... I'm just saying, if there was a dog that big, Alyssa would be owning it. True. Like, that that was, like, your buddy, like, your friend. Yeah. 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 Like, your guard dog. This is what you want guarding your property, I guess. Yeah. That's the demon dog that you're (laughs) selling your soul to. Yeah. So. But uh, he started to worry because he has cows and Mm -hmm. cattle and prize bulls on his property Uh at this point he only had a few but there was a pen not too far away with four breeding cows and a handful of calves Mm. and they were all starting to get like upset by Uh this creature you know coming into their area Uh except for one little calf that was watching (laughs) with its head poked through the fence the bravest of the calves yeah he was just like what's going on (sighs) so suddenly the wolf darted at the cattle pen and chomped on the baby calf. Yeah. So Terry grabbed... Life doesn't always mean smart. No. no. Terry, the father, grabbed um, an axe handle from the back of his truck and started beating the wolf and kicking at its haunches. Uh-huh. And it did not notice at oh. all. Gosh. Yep. And so Terry um, asked his son to go grab his gun. I think it was a shotgun. Uh-huh. He shot around straight into the wolf's stomach. Wolf was completely unfazed did not even notice terry fired a second time still unfazed and a third time and at that point the wolf let go of the calf and kind of backed away a little bit Mm -hmm. and terry noted that there was no blood on the fur there was no wound there was nothing so terry asked his son to get his bigger gun from inside and he shot again and the wolf backed away further so he shot a couple more times and terry said that at one point he saw a piece of like flesh come off so at least he knew that he did some damage Mm -hmm. right but the creature just still stood there staring at them and after it stood there for a second it just turned and trotted away in the direction it had come so terry was like okay i have 
cows. Mm -hmm. I can't have this thing on my land. Mm -hmm. So he and his son went to go follow after it to finish the job. How are you going to do that? I don't know. Mm. You just shot like five rounds, six rounds into it, and it did hardly Did not care. Yeah. Yeah. So they followed it for a ways, and then it kind of like came out into a clearing where there was like a stream and a really wide, like muddy bank area. Okay. So they saw some of the footprints in the mud, and they started following them. But after a ways, the paw prints just completely stopped and disappeared. Uh-huh. And the paw prints were about 40 feet from the water and even further from the trees. Okay. So it couldn't have just like leapt in either direction. Uh-huh. It was just gone. Okay. Yep. So uh, Terry and his son decided to head back to the ranch. And on the way, he came across the piece of flesh that had come off of the wolf. And so he picked it up and was inspecting it. And he noted that instead of being fresh and covered in blood, it looked and smelled rotten. Like it had been sitting on the sun for a few days. Yeah. When they reported the wolf sighting to the local authorities, like the wilderness wildlife people, Mm -hmm. they were told that wolves hadn't lived in the area for over 70 years. I was going to say, like, wolves are not like a Utah thing anymore. It's not like it was a cougar or something. Yeah. In the first few weeks, the mother Gwen had quite a few strange things happen to her. One day she was in the kitchen putting groceries away and she like had the bags on the counter and started putting everything away. And then she walked away to do some other stuff for a few minutes. And when she came back, all of the groceries were back in the bags on her counter. Like she had never touched them. In the car, (laughs) driving away, never looking back, No, leaving the groceries. There were a few instances where Gwen would get ready for her shower in the morning And she always set out her towel and a hairbrush Mm -hmm. right next to the tub. And when she would get out of the shower, both items were completely missing. And she would find them both in random locations somewhere in the house later in the day. Yeah, just random. She thought she was going a little crazy or having, like, memory problems. Mm -hmm. And so she didn't say anything. It was just like, that's a weird Mm -hmm. thing that happened, you know? Why am I doing that? Yeah. Yeah. But one day... Terry came into the house and was asking who had taken his post digger. You know, those big, like, Mm -hmm. into the ground things. Yeah. He was digging out in the pasture, making or repairing a fence. He turned away for a few moments, and when he turned back, it was completely gone. Gwen said that she and the kids had been inside the house all evening, but that they would help him look. Mm -hmm. And they all looked for it, and no one could find it. A few weeks later, this 70-pound piece of machinery Mm -hmm. was hanging 75 feet above the ground in a tree... On the opposite side of the ranch. How do you explain that shit? I... Unless someone comes in with a crane. They're fucking digging. So, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think, though, like, okay, because, like, you think the ghosts will kind of be okay with... And they're just digging a hole. Like, just, <laughs> you know, a post. They're just putting a post down. Like, that's, like, what? Maybe maybe three feet down, if that? Yeah. No digging. Like, I guess. But, like, I, I, just, I just feel like... Come on, man. Like, right? like you have know, some leniency. Yeah. I would be like... Okay. Okay. <laughs> But no that's big holes, fine. man. Like, yeah. no no big constructions, man. Like, that's, yeah. you know, like, no pools, man. Like, gosh, I would I would be the worst fucking ghost. <laughs> like, Sorry. I'll let it slide this, this time. time. Like, I'll nope, watch you it. back. I've had it. Like, <laughs> you dug one too many holes, yeah, was, Terry. <laughs> Terry, I'm taking the thing. <laughs> Just chucking it in a tree. Anyway. Anyway. Around that same time, mm-hmm. uh, one of the cousins of the family came to visit And so Terry and his son decided to show them around the ranch. And as they were walking, they saw two bright headlights off in the distance. Okay. And it was still very obviously, like, on the property, but Mm -hmm. it was, like, pretty far off. 
And Terry had seen this before and thought that it was just someone who had, like, turned onto the wrong road mm-hmm. and, you know, was trying to get off. But this time he started to worry that someone was, like, hunting illegally on his land mm-hmm. or trespassing or something. Yeah. So he started to march in the direction of the lights. And as he did that, the lights started moving away from him. So he was like, no, no. Mm-hmm. Stop backing started, up, sir. Yeah. yeah. He started jogging, <laughs> like running toward them. Not me. Yeah. You won't catch me doing that. No. Someone's hunting illegally on your land. Potentially, you think this person's hunting illegally. You think they have weapons? Yeah, and you're going to... Run at them? No. 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 I'd be putting my car in drive. Exactly. Okay, because I have seen a lot of those movies where it's the, oh, hey, let's go camping on this land. And then that's the crazy people being like, this is my land. Get off my land. I'm going to kill you. You don't know who's in that car. Exactly. You don't know what they're hunting illegally, Mm -hmm. sir. There's a lot of illegal things to hunt, and you are one of them. Yep. Like, that's true. (laughs) But as he started jogging toward them, um, the lights backed up more quickly, and he realized he could not hear an engine sound. <laughs> this isn't even the spooky this, stuff. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? No, this kind of shit is the spooky shit to me. The realistic, like, the realistic, real life like stuff. like things that like you're like, wait, why is there no car sound? Like. That kind of shit is so fucking scary to me. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone else is like, oh my gosh, there was like clawing at the windows. And I'm like, yeah, that could be any sound though. But a like, tree but or, like yeah. I'm seeing headlights and don't hear a car in the 90s. There's no way you're not hearing a car in the 90s. It's true. There's no fucking Teslas in the 90s. No. Fucking aliens and ghosts, man. Aliens and ghosts. So he was still running in the direction. Yes. The boys were following him and they all got within about 100 yards from the lights when the lights suddenly stopped. And moved upward <gasps> above the trees. Okay. <laughs> Everyone stopped in their tracks and I'd, watched, obviously. I'd be running. Yeah. I'd be turning around and running. And they were shocked. Oh I guess, true, I just you just expected this to be a vehicle and then it's not a vehicle. Yeah, I'd be like, huh, don't yep. But they just stood there and watched as the lights kept going in the same direction until they disappeared into the night. <laughs> yep. Throughout the fall of that year, yep. Terry continued to see lights on his property, and it happened more often once he moved his more high-end livestock onto the property. Not sure what correlation that has, but... Like, here, fancy. Right? His livestock was, like, super important to him, not mm-hmm. only for, like, money reasons, but he, like, genuinely cared about, yeah, like, the calves that were born. Yeah, and, yeah exactly. They all care about their animals. Like, it just because... They're going to, like, be sent off to slaughter doesn't mean that you can't still love them, you know? And it did bring in money for his family. Mm -hmm. Like, that was his livelihood. Yeah. So he was really adamant about, like, protecting them and keeping them safe. That's a good farmer. Yeah. Yeah. So in the winter of that year, during a snowstorm, Terry was out riding on one of his horses, and he was trying to round up all of his cattle and make sure they were all safe. Um, He was looking for one last cow in particular, but he couldn't find it anywhere. And so he had one area left to look, and luckily he was able to see some hoof prints in the snow. Mm -hmm. So he was following them, and as he did, he noticed that the tracks were far apart as if the cow had been running, but there were no other tracks in the snow of something that it would have been running from. Okay. So he followed the tracks all the way out into the middle of, like, this clear open space Mm -hmm. where the tracks just stopped. Aliens. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) 
Yeah, he said it was just like the wolf. It just seemed like it had disappeared or been mm-hmm. lifted into the air or it just was gone. Okay. Because I've heard, I've heard that, like, everybody's like, oh, we don't know if it's aliens. We don't know if it's, like, all of it. Like, just, yeah. There's been UFO sightings there mm-hmm. for, like, the last well, hundred years. That's, that's a thing that you could think. People are like, why would there be aliens and ghosts at the same place? I'm sorry. Do aliens have ghosts? You don't know if they have ghosts. True. What if we're the only planet in the world that could have a ghost? Yeah. Like, True. And these aliens are like, the fuck's this shit? True. What is this? I want to figure it out. Like, Or, like, maybe it's just happenstance. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe, like, all of it is just drawing. Like, that energy right there is just drawing all of this stuff to mm-hmm. it. I believe it. Oh, like, this dude. one's creepy. Right? Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of, like, a cool creepy. Okay. In another instance, they reported looking for one of their cattle in mm-hmm. a field and were able to follow its tracks to the tree line where the tracks stopped. It is said that there were broken branches in a circle on the ground where the tracks stopped, and the tree branches above that had also been broken away in, like, a circle. Like, like just a perfect circle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you imagine being those fucking aliens just being like, fucking, we got all this shit up here. Like, <laughs> who got a cow again? Got a cow? Put it back. Stop getting the cows! <laughs> like, Over the following winter months, four of his cows and bulls disappeared in the same way. Um, just gone. Gone. Terry would stay out at night trying to watch and catch whoever or whatever was getting his cattle, but he could never catch them. It Mm. seemed like whatever it was was always one step ahead of him. Mm. He kept seeing the lights, but he couldn't get close enough to them to, like, actually, you know, check out what it was. Mm -hmm. And one night, as Terry was watching over the cattle, he saw a dark mass hovering about 20 feet above the ground. There were multicolored lights that shone out of the bottom of the craft as if it was searching for something on the ground. He was able to watch it for about 15 minutes as it slowly hovered over the field heading east. He said that it looked like some kind of aircraft, but there was no sound coming from it. After the craft went east for a while, it started heading back west. At this point, Terry had been sitting in the freezing cold winter, dark nighttime for Mm -hmm. 15-20 minutes, and so he decided to stretch and kind of like shake out his arms and stuff and warm up a little bit, and his joints cracked. And as soon as they did that, the lights went dark. And the aircraft just froze in place. Just hovering there. No, no. No, thank you. The nose of the craft turned (gasps) toward him. And just sat there looking at him. And then it just traveled north until it was out of sight. Uh Uh-uh. Yep. I would shit myself. Me, no like you. My soul would leave (laughs) my body. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, like I could handle it, like freezing in the end, because because you would be like, oh yeah, that's like an animal being like, mm-hmm. like croaking, kind of, like, kind of yeah, turning towards. Like, can you imagine that slow? No, stop! Like, <laughs> so no! <laughs> so just, it's just like a. Uh huh. Oh yeah, I don't like it. No, I don't like See? it. It's got the yeah. You can see the heebie-jeebies, man. Mm-hmm. See why I was getting creeped out? Yeah. Ugh. Okay. That's spooky. Um, over the next few months, the Shermans would lose even more cattle. But some of them would turn up sometime later dead. Mm-hmm. Some appeared to have died from unexclaimed, unexclaimed, <laughs> unexplained causes. Like, they, they had no marks. They, had, they were just dead. Chupacabras. Yeah. Others were terribly mutilated. Chupacabras. Yeah. <laughs> Some were found with a hole carved out of their eye. Just one eye, the left eye on every cow. Others had chunks of skin cut out where their rectum would be. 
six inch holes where their rectum would be. What the fuck are these aliens doing, you suppose? <laughs> right? They had some people, like, check it out, uh-huh. and it looked apparently like it was done with something sharp, like a surgical tool, and not like it had been ripped with, like, teeth or claws. Like, it was precise oh my gosh. circles and cuttings. I would be moving for the cow's safety. Like, <laughs> you know, I'd be like, hey, guys, we're going. Like, yeah. all, everyone down the I-15, we're out. Like, let's go. <laughs> Somewhere else. Yeah. There was also never any blood at the scene where the cows were found and no tracks leading to or from away to or away from the cow fucking weird aliens and weird going for rectum creeps (laughs) but (laughs) that makes this next sentence extra weird Uh um they did find a small amount of an orange translucent jelly-like substance left behind at one point (laughs) (gasps) you guys those poor cows you're all sick bucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so over the next year, the activity only intensified. Mm-hmm. This included seeing lights in the sky nearly every night, poltergeist activity that was experienced in the home, including shadow figures that would look in through the windows no. from the outside, no. or sometimes even come into the home and stand <gasps> at the edge of the bed. This is where I started like freaking myself out. I would be having that house blessed constantly. Right. Like, I'd just be gone. Like, yeah, Why are like, you still exactly. there? Why are you still there? Like, if you can't get out, I, like, I d- no, I would have, a, like, some, a religious person would be living in the yeah, house. Holy like, people. Yep. Yep. You're like, hey, I need to hire a priest to live in my house. Like, just. I'll live in priest. Yeah. <laughs> they would often hear strange sounds that would emanate from the ground that almost sounded like machinery was running under the home. So some people think that it could be, like, a military test site, and that's why they're not allowed to dig. But none of that was ever proven. Okay. I could totally see something like that happening, too, though. Mm-hmm. And, stuff, like... and causing, like, weird magnetic fields. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. But... Oh, and then um, you trying, like, weirdo uh, ghillie suits that meshes them in with the background. You know, like, yeah. like invisible suits and shit. Like, yeah. Well, some people even think that the military was doing it to, like, test out psychological warfare. Oh. But I'm like... On unknowing people in their home. Oh, yeah, psychological warfare. Uh, I guess you have to be unknowing yeah. for it, but like, do it on the Russians. Yeah, not for real. Utahns. <laughs> Get out yeah. of here. Not on your own people. Right? Yeah. I know there's a lot of worse people out there, you know. There's, Utahns like, suck, okay? I yeah. get it, but like, move on. Yeah, but we're Rude. not. We're not normally just selling drugs and, and kidnapping children and, and stuff. Like, just, you Aren't know. Aren't we, though? I don't know. <laughs> Where I work, we are. Oh, okay, this is true. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, oh, their neighbors also reported hearing the same sounds under their ranch property. They would hear disembodied voices speaking in strange languages just coming from the sky, the air around them. One morning, Terry... This one's weird. Terry woke up to find that huge, like, identical cookie-cutter holes had been dug, like, into the land... Mm-hmm. And um, he went out and was checking it out, and there was no loose soil anywhere. So this would have meant that hundreds of pounds of dirt had been dug up in like, like they were like perfect holes, dug up and removed silently in the middle of the night. Okay, so the aliens are now trying to piss off the ghosts I by guess. digging holes. They're like just having their own warfare. Yeah. And they it's were like, all hey, happening to this poor family. Piss them off even more. Right. Like, what if that? What if? They, what if these people are just their experiment to see if they can fuck with ghosts and skinwalkers and shit? Maybe. 
Rude. <gasps> Shannon. <laughs> Aliens are dicks, man. Yeah. I'm gonna die now, alright? <laughs> Don't call them dicks. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. You're good. They also started seeing strange creatures walking across the property from humanoid Bigfoot type creatures to weird dog or hyena like creatures with sharp claws that would attack the livestock. They also reported some kind of invisible entity that they would witness but not witness. Um, and one of the ways they witnessed this was um, they would see livestock part and move out of the way oh. as if something big was running down the middle of the herd. Oh. Yeah. And there would also be, like, water that was, like, splashed and displaced from the canal, like something big had been tromping through it. Weird. Mm. Um, they also started seeing stationary orange lights in the sky, which were different from the headlight-type lights. Mm -hmm. Terry reports that one summer evening as he was sitting out on the porch, he saw these orange lights in the sky about a mile out from him. The lights were in a large spiraling circle, and he described it as looking like a portal with blue sky on the other side. He also said that he has seen several crafts entering and exiting these portals on different occasions. What the fuck? What the fuck? Like, if that's real, what the fuck? Ah, I'm really, like, getting spooked out. Yeah. Holy shit. I'm I'm just going to put out a warning. I'm going to tell you this part, but Is warning for dogs. Oh, I know. No. I'm sorry, everybody. Okay. Um, so they would also see orbs in the sky, which were different from the lights. Uh, they would often see smaller orbs that were about the size of a tennis ball, and they were red. And they would zip through the trees and just kind of, like, go all over the place. And Gwen actually said that three of the orbs followed her home when she was driving one night. They would also see larger blue orbs and these were not nice. Mm. These ones like antagonized the cattle, like they were just not good. And they said that for some reason these orbs instilled a lot of fear and anxiety in them mm. to the point where that was the scariest thing they encountered on the farm. Shit. Yeah. So uh, one night Terry was sitting out on his porch again like he does and he saw a blue orb out in the distance. Um, his three dogs began to bark at it. And so he decided to let them loose to chase it because he was like, well, they're not afraid of it. Mm -hmm. And I am. So I'm going to let them figure it out. Mm -hmm. So they ran off into the woods to follow it. He just kind of sat there waiting for a minute. And then he heard yelping oh, in the darkness. Babies. And then silence. Oh. He was too afraid to go out into the woods alone that night, obviously, mm -hmm. in the dark. But the next morning, he and his son went out, and they were looking for the dogs, looking through the trees, and they came into a clearing, and they found three cauterized piles of flesh, just, like, smoldering in the cold morning air. Poor babies. Yeah. Can you imagine? No. No. <laughs> so this was kind of the last straw for the family. Yeah. They weren't getting any sleep at night. The kids weren't doing well in school. Mm -hmm. Gwen had lost her job. They were always on edge, and they had all started sleeping in the same room at night due to all of the strange activity that was happening yeah. around and now inside their home. At this point, they had lost 14 of their cows. Oh. Yeah. What did you say? Sorry, the, my phone buzzed, and oh. it, like, startled me because I wasn't expecting <laughs> anyways. So. Um, and they had lost their own family pets, mm -hmm. and they were on the verge of bankruptcy at this point. Perfect. So, 
Because they I, lost 14 cows. And it's 14 cows out of, like, the, what, maybe a couple hundred head they have? I don't think they have that many. Oh, Because okay. it's, like, prize bulls and some, like, breeding cattle. Like, okay. it seemed like it was a fewer, a smaller number. Hmm. But I don't know. Okay. Um, Terry, at this point, told his story to the local newspaper. I think he was just kind of, like, Had putting it. it out there yeah. to see, you know, what could happen. And this caught the attention of a man named Robert Bigelow, who was a billionaire businessman. And he had recently founded the National Institute for Discovery Science, okay. which I'm going to call NIDS <laughs> from now on. Okay. He created this team of scientists and investigators to look into paranormal activities, just like those happening on the ranch. When Robert heard about the UFOs and other paranormal activity happening, he first suspected secret military technology. Okay. He didn't believe in the aliens or the folklore. But he knew this would be a great place to start doing investigations that the team was created for. So he purchased the ranch in the summer of 1996. They were only there for like two years? A year and a half. Oh my All gosh. of this happened in a year and a half. I was thinking they were there for like eight years or something. Like a year and a half? How traumatizing. Terrorized for a year and a half. Brave people to stay there for that 14 long, cows like, in a year and a half. That's, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Gwen and the children were, like, super happy and ready to get off the ranch and mm -hmm. never come back. But Terry was just kind of, like, frustrated by everything, mm -hmm. and he didn't want to lose his home, even though, you know, it was awful. Mm -hmm. And he wanted answers that he hadn't been able to get himself. So he offered to become the ranch manager for the team. And because they're all scientists and, mm -hmm. you know, big old nerds, they didn't know how to run a ranch. Yeah. So they said, sure. And they hired him on. Bigelow's team moved in by September of that year and began immediately running a bunch of tests. They felt that the experiences that the Shermans had had were too varied and random to, like, pinpoint one single source. Mm -hmm. So they were like, what the hell is happening here? Yeah. I know. Um, to me, it does, like, all of that seems like it was, like, aliens being like, oh, let's try this, let's try this, let's try this, let's try this. Like, yeah. you know, Could or be. the government or whatever, you know, like. Yeah. They wondered if the family was lying for attention, which very well could be mm -hmm. if they were all suffering from mass delusion which is a thing it happens um if their water supply had been tainted or if there were maybe plants in the area that emitted hallucinogenic spores mm -hmm. happens mm -hmm. they also wanted to look for fault lines emf readings etc but nothing like that was ever really found not enough to explain what was going on mm -hmm. so um, the team was completely ready to investigate the ranch's paranormal happenings, and the ranch didn't disappoint. Mm. So in March of 1997, Terry had enlisted Gwen to come out and help him in a field tagging some of the cattle. The only reason she came back was because she wanted to help with the cattle. Mm -hmm. um, which I think is dumb. They moved... So Robert Bigelow bought some cattle to have on the ranch as bait, mm -hmm. but then Terry also moved some of his own cattle onto the ranch. His precious cattle? Yeah. Why did he do that? I don't know. Maybe they didn't have enough room where they moved to. Maybe. Like, those are the weak ones. Yeah. Like, we don't care as much about these <laughs> ones. But that doesn't make sense later. Yeah. Um, so they were tagging some of the cattle. And they remember there was a little calf laying on the ground. They went over and it was near its mother and they walked over and tagged it. And then they walked across the field to tag the rest of the cattle. Mm -hmm. And as they were going along, the dog that was with them started growling and its hair was like standing on end. And it was looking in the direction of the cow and the calf. Mm -hmm. They looked back and saw that the mother cow was limping and was just, like, pacing back and forth. She looked very distressed. Mm -hmm. And when they got over to the cow, they saw that the calf was laying there 
and its entire abdominal cavity, including its organs, were completely removed. The only things left behind were the head, spinal column, some of the ribs, and its limbs. It was also missing an ear, the ear that had just been tagged, and it looked like it had been sliced off with something sharp. The poor mama. Yeah. There also wasn't a single drop of blood on the grass anywhere near the calf. There was nothing. Hmm. Yeah. Neither Terry or Gwen had heard or seen anything, but when they thought back on the event, they remembered smelling a heavy, musky odor in the area before the attack had happened. And this comes up a few different times. Mm -hmm. A few days later, as the team was sitting in the observation trailer that they had on site, they heard a bunch of dogs start barking. So they got into one of their four-wheelers, which had a spotlight mounted onto it, and they drove over to where the dogs were. And as they were searching the area, the spotlight landed on a patch of trees where they saw two bright yellow shining orbs that were about 20 feet up in the trees. Mm-hmm. And as they looked closer, Taylor, er, Terry was looking through like the scope of his gun, and he said that he could see a dark figure of something huge just hanging out in the tree. As they looked closer, they realized the orbs were eyes mm-hmm. shining in the light. Terry shot at the creature, and at the very same time as the shot rang out the eyes closed and they heard a thud hit the ground so he got out and went over to where the creature should have been but it was gone they all spread out searching through the trees trying to find it when terry called out that he had seen it and he shot two more times Mm -hmm. as the other investigators came in his direction they could hear something large like pushing and running through the bushes and trees and by the time they got to him the creature was gone terry claimed that it looked like a large bipedal dog And they searched the area for another hour in the dark, but all they found was two 14-inch footprints spaced 20 feet apart. So, like, one and one. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, And each footprint had long claw marks that were, like, indented even deeper into the ground. Like it was pushing itself up. Yep. The rest of that month kind of went by without incident, but the dogs and cattle were just constantly on edge as if they could sense that something or someone was on the ranch. Mm Mm-hmm. On April 2nd was when apparently one of the most well-known events happened on the ranch. Gwen and Terry were out there helping with some jobs, and they were driving from one end of the ranch to the other. And as they did so, they drove past one of their cattle pens where they had four of their prize bulls. Like, giant, fancy mm-hmm. bulls. Okay. Which you should not have on this ranch. No. They said that in this bull pen, there was a total of about $12,000 worth of bull. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they continued to the far end of the ranch where they fixed some fencing and tagged some cattle, which took them about an hour. On their way back across the ranch, they rounded the corner and saw that the bullpen was now empty. They got out of the truck and started looking around and saw that the gate of the pen was still locked and there were no other clues or signs as to how the bulls got out or went missing. Next to the pen, there was an old like hauling trailer mm-hmm. that hadn't been used for a while. But Terry decided to look inside and he looked in one of the windows and saw that all four bulls were standing side by side, like packed into this tiny trailer. And they weren't moving. They weren't making noise. They were just staring as if they were in a trance. Oh my gosh. So Terry yelled out that he found them. And as soon as he made a noise, the bulls seemed to wake up from their trance and started freaking out because they don't like being in closed Mm -hmm. spaces like that. So they started thrashing and kicking and just going crazy. And eventually one of them kicked the door of the trailer open and all four bulls ran out and it took them two hours 
to get them back into the corral. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And that was them, like, you know, politely, mm-hmm. nicely. Hey, babies. Hey, yeah. babies, calm down. Yeah. And they were gone for an hour. And they were all four in that tiny trailer. Oh, my gosh. The NIDS team came out to investigate and couldn't believe that the bulls would have been in such a narrow, small space. Mm-hmm. And said it would have taken hours to get one bull into a space that size, let alone four. They also noted that the only entrance, like the only way that they could have gone from the pen to the trailer was a door that was wired shut and had cobwebs still stretched across it. Oh my gosh. Proving that the door hadn't been opened in a long time. They also found that the bars of the corral had somehow become highly magnetized and stayed that way for quite a while before it just like naturally dissipated. Yeah. Okay. Over the summer, the team encountered a lot of the same activity, including orbs in the sky, dark figures in and around the home, animals going missing. But years later, like the following years, the activity kind of seemed to die down, and the NIDS team eventually pulled the plug on the investigations in 2004. The property is now owned by a real estate magnate named Brandon Fugel, and there is, of course, the ongoing show, mm-hmm. The Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch, being filmed there. And I know that, like, the TV show says they've had some stuff happen, mm-hmm. but it's just so hokey. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever watched it. I, I watched, could not get through um, it. I watched Ghost Adventures go there the one time, I and know. I was like, okay. Like, because they were like, oh, yeah, there might be aliens here, and they were like, aliens. Like, it was just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, most of the footage they have that I've seen is just, like, vague lights off in the distance mm-hmm. and stuff and it's like okay okay sure yeah well it always makes you wonder about stuff like that because they're like like oh man why would it die down and it's like well if it is aliens and you have a lot more technology watching them of course they're not going to be like yeah showing themselves all the time like you know ghosts don't give a shit either way but yeah yeah um there was one last story that i forgot to write down but um while the nids team was still there There were a couple of investigators that were up on the ridge that overlooks the ridge. Mm -hmm. And they said they saw a similar portal. Oh. Um, The spiral portal? Yeah. And they saw a figure, like a humanoid figure, come out of it and run from the ranch, which was 150 feet down from them, all the way up the side of the ridge at, like, crazy, not human-like speed. And they said that they smelled the same... Musky. Smell. Oh. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yep. Oh, there was just a couple other, like, random tidbits that Mm -hmm. I found. Um, Apparently, at one point, the U.S. government came out. Like, they sent Pentagon people to come do experiments on the property to better better understand the activity in the area. But, of course, anything they found is classified. Mm -hmm. So, we don't get to know. One thing that people have also experienced is hitchhiking ghosts. (laughs) So, people say that, like, after they visit or investigate on the ranch they feel like something has followed them home. And one investigator said that after visiting the ranch, he and his family experienced dogmen, orbs, shadow people, and unexplained footsteps in their home. Oh my gosh, no. Yeah. And then I was just going to talk about, like, there's a lot of people who think it's just a hoax, Mm -hmm. which I can understand because, like, there isn't a lot of proof. Yeah, there's not a lot of proof. Everything you said is from Terry and his wife's point of view, mostly. And it could have been causing, like, hysteria between the children and whatnot, you know? So, yeah. It's hard to say. And if Mm -hmm. the, like, not as soon as the investigative team comes in, but pretty soon after, like, it all just dies down. Yeah. Like, yeah. And while they were, the time that the NITS team was there, I'm pretty sure it was while they were there, Mm -hmm. somebody trademarked the name Skinwalker Skinwalker Ranch Mm -hmm. 
and um, also, I can't remember exactly the wording of it, but they essentially were trying to get, like, mugs and t-shirts and, mm. like, that kind of stuff. So it feels yeah. very, yeah, like, yeah. commercialized. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I mean, I guess you could buy that stuff online, but mm-hmm. it's not like they put a souvenir shop on the land or yeah. something, you know? Like, it's all very heavily guarded and there's, like, security people and security mm-hmm. cameras on every inch of the property mm-hmm. so no one yeah, can go the, there. Yeah, the ghost adventure guy said that there was people living there. Like, like this, like, husband and wife were living there odd ducks. Yeah, I bet. They were weird. You'd have to be. Weird people, and they just kept complaining about, like, how... I don't want to talk about it. It was weird. You'll have to watch the episode yourself, because, like, like everything that was coming out of these people's mouths, I was like, what? Like, what are you guys talking about? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, because, yeah, like, a lot of everything, Terry's the one, like, I mean, yeah, they're seeing, like, the lights of stuff, but Terry's the one that followed the creature in the trees and stuff, you know, that's like, so that's... Well, he had other people with him. True, but, but that's still kind of sus that, like, he's, he's the, the one seeing it. it. Yeah. yeah. But they all saw the lights. They mm-hmm. all... I mean, they have the lights on camera, mm-hmm. but, like, from what I saw, who... They had to, like, pass it by, like, their higher-up team mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, this is what we found this week. And they were just like, it's just too, like, it's dark and it's dim and there's lights in the sky. Yeah. Like, what do you... Uh, what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, but there's just lots of theories of, like, what could be happening between, like, aliens and, mm-hmm. you know, paranormal stuff to the skinwalkers. Like, some people think that, like, a shaman cursed that area. Mm-hmm. Or that, um, like, the Utes and the Navajo had some kind of crazy, like, warfare that went on there. And they, you know, mm-hmm. I don't even know what happened, but cursed the land somehow or... I don't know, man. Skinwalkers but, are scary. But why were they having deadbolts on the outside? Maybe so they could lock the poltergeisty things in poltergeist or poltergeist i don't know doors? i don't know like it just you know. know that was my only thought i don't really know they don't really explain like the myers point of view i want to know what happened while they were there yeah like, you have bars on your windows are yeah. you just crazy or is there a reason mm-hmm. yeah or i don't know i didn't specifically search for it but i didn't see anything ob- you know mm-hmm. blaringly obvious hmm. so that's bizarre yeah a little spooky spook. Yeah. But yeah, I think we <laughs> talked about when you did your like most haunted places or whatever in uh-huh. the different states. I talked about covering Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. And my brother was like, "Yes, do it." <laughs> so I'm glad you did. Oh, that yeah. was spooky. Yeah, you don't fuck with Skinwalkers. No, the scary shit. That's so scary. I've I've seen it. Like, there's a lot of videos um, of people like talking about like Skinwalkers and stuff. And the worst to me is like because people will be like, "Oh, yeah, I heard a sound and stuff." But when an animal is like, the fuck yeah. is that? I'm immediately like, that's real. Yep. That's a real video. Yep. Yep. Because there's this one of this lady that she's riding. She's got like a trail camera on her head or whatever, you know, she's riding. She's just riding her horse and they hear a, hey, and her horse stops. Yes. I've yes. seen that one. And oh. I don't know if that's like, you know, and, and, oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Absolutely I mean, some people not. are like, that could be a bird that sounds like that. Or yeah. like, that's what a coyote sounds like. Uh-huh. I'm just like. It said hey. It said hey. Oh, like I'm yeah. getting. Ugh. I don't care if it's a coyote. I don't care if it's a bird. Yeah, no. Nothing saying hey to me. Like, no, no thanks. Someone's parrot got out. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. I do wonder though. Like it's because okay. Here's a question I have for you. Okay. If you were a ghost that died in the 18th century, mm-hmm. would you be saying hey? No, probably not. Probably not. Right. No. Like so, I just always wonder because like you get a lot of these like like, ghost adventure shows and whatnot, you know, all these ghost shows and everything. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're in this area where no one has recently died. The the most, like, recent death was probably, like, 70 years ago, you know. Yeah. 
And you've got people being like, hey. And I'm like, nobody says hey. Yeah. Like, maybe a hi. Yeah, I've never gotten like, a hey. I've gotten highs. Mm-hmm. I've gotten, yeah. But like. Things like that. But You know, I don't know. Because I just feel like if I'm in an area where probably nobody else has died. Unless we're in like a ley line possibly ghost or tr- passing through the same areas and whatnot, you know. Mm-hmm. But like. I don't know. I just always get, like, put off when they're like, oh, yeah, this is ancient land where nobody's died in this exact, like, castle for, you know, hundreds or, like, a hundred years or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So the 20s, you know. Nobody in the 20s would say, hey, like, I don't think so. Yeah. So. I mean, maybe, but. Maybe, but, yeah. like. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, ooh, something that's kind of along the same lines. Um, we investigated at a house out in Enoch. Mm-hmm. And. Um, Not the house out in Enoch. No. Okay. No, 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 no. Couldn't, I don't think I could do that. No. Not <sighs> Not yet. No, it would take a while. Yeah. Um, maybe 10 years or something. Right. Five years maybe. But. But where her house was, what used to be there was like an old school and apparently like some Indian burial ground, of course. Of course. That's Utah. And in our recordings, there's like an older man's voice that almost sounds like chanting. Oh. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if I showed it to you, but I will no. definitely try to find it. I need to turn the lights on. <laughs> so <laughs> spooked out a little bit. Anyway, guys, that yeah. is uh, that's our spooky episode for today. Yep. Hope you enjoyed it. It's like pitch black in this I know, room I'm now. Like, like, I'm like I have to leave your house. It's like seven thirty at night. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. Anyway, so we love you. We hope you had a spooky, spooky time. time. <laughs> is that what we say at the end now? Spooky time. Have a spooky time. Have a spooky time. <laughs> fun one to do for the yeah so okay yeah have a spooky time Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. Let us know what you think by leaving a comment or sending us an email at bmoviebashpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to our episodes on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple, Amazon Music, and Audible. Or you can find the video versions on our YouTube channel. If you want to support the podcast, you can find our coffee link on our Anchor page. Make sure to like, subscribe, and tell your friends! Have you been wanting to make your personal care routine more eco-conscious? Well, allow me to introduce you to Wild. Wild is a natural deodorant that actually works and is great for both your body and the planet. Wild is made from natural ingredients, is vegan and cruelty-free, and doesn't have things like aluminum, parabens, or harsh chemicals that can irritate your skin. Wild is actually made with bamboo, seriously, what can't bamboo do at this point, and ingredients that you'll recognize, like shea butter and baking soda. My favorite part about Wild is the fully sustainable design. When you first order your deodorant, you'll get to pick out a cute aluminum case, and after that, you order refills to go inside. I have the aqua colored case right now. For those of you who know me personally, of course I chose the aqua case, but they have a ton of different colors you can choose from. They even have patterned cases, including a limited edition one right now with little wiener dogs on it that is super adorable. They have lots of great scents, like mint and eucalyptus or coconut dreams, and they even have a little mini sample pack of deodorant that you can order so you can try different scents before committing to one. If wild deodorant sounds like something you might want to try, then go wild today with a special discount of 25% off your first order when you use code JUDGINGYOU at checkout. Go to wearewild.com and use code JUDGINGYOU at checkout. Enjoy!